Hey everybody, this is Timothy Bennett here. Darren Banyan. Jason Chandler. And welcome to B&B Banter Bros Goes to the Movies. Tonight uh, we're going to be discussing a new Netflix original show that we uh, we all got a little excited about. Another comic book series for that matter. And that is Sweet Tooth. Yep. That is being produced by Robert Downey Jr. and his wife. So... And the story comes from DC Comics, right? Yeah, I, th- I think it was DC. Yep. Yeah. Was it a DC or was it like a Dark Horse, which is like a DC offshoot? I, I, think, it was, I think it was. I think it was DC. It was straight yeah. DC. Straight up DC. Couldn't remember. But uh, yeah, so <clears throat> the let's first start off with uh, the fact that if this gets canceled too. <laughs> I'm done with Netflix. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> so this better get a fucking season two. I'm not going to have my heart ripped out of my chest for a second time in like a one month. Tim's had enough. I've had enough. So uh, have you looked into any uh, budgeting issues? Uh, we looked into Jupiter's Legacy and found yeah. out they spent $200 million on that show. Oof. That's technically why it got canceled. Because they burnt themselves to the ground making that shit. Yeah, there was there's it was a it was a budget issue. There was a lot of producing, uh, writing. It, it was a lot of like studio issues. So it. Oh yeah. Yeah, like the writer wanted like twelve million per episode, and then Netflix was basically like, "Well, we'll give you eight million or something like that." And yeah, I know it was just a lot of complications. He he apparently left the show at the last episode, and Fuck so they that had guy. to. Yeah, yeah. So. It, he was a prolific screenwriter too. He's uh, something D de- Knight. Oh yeah, I feel like yeah, I know yeah. that name. He's he's written a lot of stuff, but <clears throat> he um yeah. Unfortunately, fucking a. They kind of even even at eight million an episode, you wouldn't have been cool with sixty four million dollars for like one show when right. you're writing other shit too. Right. Well, here's Green the thing, bastard. I, here's the thing I said about it was like, okay, so. He he got whatever, and then when they failed and they canceled, he made a statement saying, "Oh, well, I guess they should have paid me twelve million, and it would have still been up." I'm like, "That's an asshole move, right there." Yeah, I'm oh, trying for sure. to say, "Oh, well, you know, Marvel, you know, Disney and Marvel, they got to pay their, you know, writers millions of dollars." I'm like, "Well, this ain't Disney. This is Netflix." Okay, I was gonna say that's Disney and Marvel who have like more money than God at this point. Yep. So, anyway. I just wanted to get it out there. If this gets canceled, I'm fucking done. I'm I'm done. With I agree because I fucking love this show, this story, the characters, mm-hmm. the world. Yeah, I'm gonna use the word love a lot in this fucking episode, right? Because so this this podcast, if this gets canceled, this podcast will just literally just be us every week tearing Netflix apart for an hour and a half, <laughs> which they deserve. Yeah, bombard we'll just pick them one, with one show a week out and just fuck. <laughs> But to shreds, right? Just bombard them with hate mail. <laughs> uh, so let's get off with what Jason just said, gentlemen. Did we like it, Aaron? Let's start with you. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, I was intrigued when I saw the ads for it and like the previews, and that was interesting. And I was pleasantly surprised by the whole thing. Um, like I said, I took sparse notes because I was just kind of wrapped into like watching the story unfold. 
Yeah. Now, did you did you know it was based off a comic? Have you read the comic? I knew it was anything? based off the comic by reading about it. Um, okay. I didn't know of the comic book, obviously, but I knew it was based off, and I know that they took some liberties because I believe the comic book itself is a lot darker. Um, and I think the you know Robert Downey Jr. said that they didn't want to go that dark with it, so they left it a little a little brighter, a little more. Even though the show's family. still pretty dark, it is. Yeah, yeah. But a little more family like, oriented. Apparently, the comic book is a lot darker, from what I understand. Yeah, that makes me curious to look into it. Yeah, yeah, this, sure. this world and the, the sickness is dark and all that, but there's a lot of hope and charm because of that little kid character, uh, Gus. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> so it's bright, and I see what there's you're saying. There's so many different, like, parables about, like, redemption and doing the right thing and, like, just love in general, like, the the positive sides of humanity coming through in, like, the darkest times. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't your typical apocalyptic or post-apocalyptic kind of scenario even without like the the hybrids or whatever situation or it was that whole humanity thing that you're talking about was was pretty pretty unique that you don't see in other films or yeah you you definitely get the darker sides of it but like they show plenty of the brighter sides of humanity at the same time yeah and i thought that was really interesting jason did you like this show you don't. You never listen to me. I love it. <laughs> I fucking. I'm in love with this show. <laughs> the show's about it's, kids, so you might want to retract that a little bit. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> what a way to bring uh, that. <laughs> all right, edited. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I really really like the show, <laughs> and um, fuck now I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, Tim, how about you? I loved the show. Uh, I was like you, Aram, I was super shocked and more impressed on how much I loved the show. Like how much I got enamored with this series, like right away, just from the first episode, I was, I was, I was into it. And, uh, Kaylee was watching it with me and I just turned and, and said, like, I see so much of Wesley in this boy and it's, it's very weird. And I think that's, if it wasn't so much, I'm a dad. And there's just such a weird parallel, well, parallel like you said, that I, I connect yeah. with my own son. I probably, I don't know if I'd love it or be so emotionally invested yeah. into I'll, this. We'll, show. we'll get into it when we get towards the end of the the series or the the season. Um, but there's a part where like I was sitting next to Liam, who like I watched it on my computer today, and Liam was sitting next to me like watching or playing video games, something like that. And like there was just one moment where like I just like got hit, and I was like, oh no. And, like, tears were, like, rolling down my face. I was like, fuck. <laughs> right. Because, like, then I was going to wait for him to be like, what are you crying about, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think that was that was a shocker for mm. me. It was just I wasn't expecting to be so emotionally invested in this, this, this character. I also was like, where the fuck have I seen this kid before? He looked so familiar, and I realized that he's the main kid, the main star in Pup Academy, the uh, kids' TV show with all the dogs that can talk and shit. It's like Air Bud. It's called Pup oh. Academy. He's the main kid, and I've really? shown Wesley this show oh. because he loves dogs. So, Jason uh, and I are old enough to not have watched the show because yeah, yeah. But nevertheless, that uh, I'm I'm concerned for this child actor because he's. 
really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> at his body language, facial expression, acting, yep. deliver a believable this and that, and most child celebrities or whatever, you know, go down the wrong path. But uh, Well, he hasn't done sure. a lot of work either, so this is kind but of his big breakout. He should be well-known after yep. this and famous, and people should fucking love It's still t- on my top three, you know, that top ten shit, so it's still in the higher ranks. Oh, it's yeah. Been, it's, it's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. Yeah, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not that I care about, but right. that ma- yeah. tends to matter when it gets uh, getting picked up for season two. So, Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so <clears throat> there are a lot of uh, interesting things about this this show with like, concept and, and whatnot, but how did you feel about going into it? Like we said, it's a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. So, how did you feel about this setting, this this world of apocalyptic scenario? Well, and how they introduced this because it's it's not your typical like we have zombies and then we have plagues, but this is a weird virus yeah. string that came about. This was outbreak with an added element, essentially. Um, I thought. I thought overall the concept was cool. And I'll say this like about the movie itself. Like I liked the way it flowed. Like it flowed like a comic book where it had just, you would just bark to different or bank to different scenes that were not in the same time frame. Yep. But it, it was like, it was pulling the story in the right direction. It's just like a comic book where you like, all of a sudden you're just in a different panel and shit's a different scene. And I thought the whole thing flowed really well. And usually like I find that comic book movies tend to like do it improperly like when they do that, it doesn't flow very well. Okay. But this one did it well, and I really enjoyed that. And I think overall, I think the way they did it, like for this setting, was really well done. Yeah, I can agree with that. I thought the flow was. Yes, I agree with that. Very as well. proper. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my opinion on the the world, the apocalypse, the virus, I loved it because they. They kept it simple. They used words like the crumble, uh, the fire, the sick. And they just like, because this isn't a new world we haven't seen before. And that's probably why it flowed so well is because they just didn't treat us like we were idiots in the writing. They just kept it real simple and just kept the story moving forward. Because they explained that world and, and what was happening in such detail. And you got the whole grasp of it. By the time Will Forte, spoiler alert, passes away. And that's 28 minutes into the first episode. You are totally in that world and engaged and, like, rooting for those characters and hoping that Will Forte does not die. And uh, I was uh, very impressed with the world and how they did it, painted it. Yeah. Since I didn't really answer Tim's question, I, uh, I thought the way that they set up the world was well done, like... I agree with Jason. I like the way that they kept it simple and so much as like they didn't overcomplicate what the what the virus did. They didn't make it so that like the hybrids had some sort of like weird special purpose. Mm-hmm. Like they were just an anomaly that started happening and they were just an added element. And I think that was it, it, the way everyone reacted and like was acting about the disease was, I think, a really smart and cl- and like precise way to show like that's probably how most humans would react and like the way that society would kind of coalesce back together after said crumble 
And like, and we know that by because uh yeah, this shit hits close to home uh, going through that pandemic. Yep. Absolutely. Whether whether they were shooting it during or prior, they hit well, it on the nail. Well, if you watch. Uh, the first time that the doctor goes to the clinic to get the meds, yeah, he part he like ties his horse off to a post, and they have a sign that says "Please stand six feet apart." Yep. Um, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that's a weird nod to COVID." Yeah. Like, because I and think I, this is years later. I think because I think this is twenty twenty two or something like that, isn't it? I it is. I think it is in the future. I yeah, don't I don't remember the year, but not, not super is. far, but like just yeah. enough to like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because um, what what was it? It was uh, what's the average age? It's got to be like eight years because I think Gus is ten and he's like yep. the oldest. The and oldest. Yeah. You have so uh, eight pig- or nine seems yeah. to be the. <laughs> and you have Pigtail, who seems to be basically the close to the same age. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, they got to yep. be pretty young, and so well, yeah, because it's quite yeah, Pigtail's sister is like f- six, she says. When and Pigtail herself missing. looks like two. Yeah, when she when they went missing, yeah, I don't know. That's that's still a long gap of time. And one last thing yeah. about the the world uh, is when Will Forte sees an outsider across the fence, and you know he's all nervous and with the holding the gun. Their their conversation is short, brief, but then that conversation, that dialogue, tells you exactly what's happening outside of that cabin that we've been seeing the entire time. And just a few sentences. People have tribed up, they crewed up, they're fighting each other. Even like Will Forte is like, how is it out there? And the guy just goes, it sucks. (laughs) Yeah. And then they they give you, and then that's all I got to say about (laughs) that world and how it was painted. (laughs) Right, Uh, for sure. Gunshots. uh, (laughs) You live in St. Cloud. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, I I think that 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 conversation was pretty pertinent, and I think that one thing I was I was like, who is? Can you trust what he's saying? No, right? Like you don't know anything. Yeah. That's the whole point. Is right, but you really after you find out a little bit later. Well, that's why you see you understand why Will Forte was so fucking nervous. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. His his paranoia was justified. It was rightfully justified. Well, and I th- I think yeah, his paranoia was justified, and I think you see that. And so much like when he's talking to that guy, the guy seems pretty earnest. Like, you know, he's not telling the truth. But at the same time, like you're getting the impression he's telling the truth up until Gus makes a noise. Yeah. And then his demeanor like kind of switches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's when like, you know, Will Forte gets like kind of like kind of up, uptight and whatnot, too. But like, I think that's that's just telling in that conversation, like what's a, a lot of what's up. Yeah. Um. I answer my. What was the question I asked? The world? Did I answer? No, what'd you think? Yeah, about we, world? yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I thought this was really cool because one of the things I've always fantasized, especially in like video games and stuff. But one particular video game I think about is um, uh, uh, Dark Siders mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. War. You know, the Horsemen of the Apocalypse and stuff. Yeah. War, the first one. Death was the second one. So the world that they're in is basically like the city, but it's overgrown and stuff. And it kind of reminded me of like, I am legend too, with the whole overgrown, yep. but I absolutely loved this scenery. Like this, this was this beautiful land and it was all like 
streets and bridges just covered over with fields. It seems so pure. And you get to see that later on with the zoo animals, like the giraffe and the elephants mm-hmm. and stuff, yeah. trample on on a field in like <laughs> Idaho or something. Which, you know, uh, by the way, did anyone else go, those animals wouldn't have survived because they're not native to this area. I I <laughs> didn't mention that, too. They're but. African. Like, why would they have survived in fucking the Midwest? Hey, you never know. There's winter. Production location, New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was something I thought was really beautiful about this, and I think it had a really big effect on me as well as how much I was intrigued. Because yeah. Well, and one of the things that I liked is that you know, they talked about the, the flowers. Yeah. The representations of when the sick was coming or was prevalent, those purple flowers started popping up. And I thought that was very interesting that they used something like the color purple, which was such a vibrant color compared to everything else. Yep. Mm, like, was yeah. just a signal of something terrible happening when, like, in all honesty, like, your natural reaction is seeing something that bright and that vibrant would be like, oh, that's nice. Yep. But, you know, in the forest or in the jungle, when you see a bright, frog or a bright creature mm-hmm. you yeah. might want to stay away because it's, it's probably poisonous so yeah. right. it was really appropriate i agree like i agree with that it was really interesting symbolism to yep. say that but i i want to know more about that though because they don't really i don't think yeah, they, they don't know. delve very far into because then you have that field of them yeah and but they're like they make it seem like that's how you get the sick is like those flowers but like it seems more really than that sense. too. They don't really. It's not how, they don't it's not die how a virus under, spreads. Yeah. They don't clearly answer why the virus is, you know, how people get it, because they're always like blaming the hybrid children, and vice versa. But yeah, yeah. And well, I think that's right. simply they, a. Bl- what? I was just saying, I think that's simply a blame of like coincidence, because like they showed up at the same time. But it basically the way oh, it looked yeah, in yeah. the show, like it seemed very much like it was an airborne thing. Because even the right. doctor's wife says it was because that kid kept sneezing on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, basically, the show is telling us that the people don't know in in that yeah. world. They don't have a clear answer why. And that's that. That's that humanity thing. Like you know, humanity reacts to things they don't understand with fear and anger. Yeah. And so, like, that's. But I think that's one of the clear things that's being shown in the series. Is like that's the 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 negative side of humanity. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know what's going on. These things are happening to us, so we don't understand that. So it must be the problem. Yeah, and yeah, and I think that's just the big, the big like negative side of that whole scene. And then you get those the positive sides, you know, between Big Man and like the very few people that they start to interact with that start to change. Yeah the <clears throat> the humanity. I mean, humans fear the unknown, mm-hmm. and yeah. and that's why we're so you know determined to go travel into space the farthest distance that we can, or anytime that there's something, we got to break it down and analyze it, and we got to know everything about everything. Uh, and in this show, they didn't have the proper research; they didn't even have the proper time to yeah. really figure anything out. It just happened so suddenly, yeah. but it was it was a battle between the virus taking over and affecting people, and then humans falling apart in yep. the midst of everything. And so, like, there was too much chaos going on, and nobody had the fucking you know the only person that was smart was uh, Pubba. <laughs> huh? Yep, Pubba. That's, his name. That's what he's oh, called okay. in the show. 
Yep. Yeah, Richard Fox is, only, is his name. Yeah, he was the only smart one because he got the fuck out of Dodge and hid in Yellowstone yep. in the middle of the fucking, you know, park. So, which is that really was, a cabin like that in the middle of Yellowstone National Park? I, I don't know. I've never been. I just but it my, would be cool. I mean, it'd be cool, well, but in my mind, I feel like. What? No, no, it wasn't worth interrupting you. Go ahead. <laughs> I just think in my mind, I, it was like someone would have seen that and like either destroyed it or like done something about it. Because it's, I mean, it's a national yeah. park. No one can live there. I don't think. Yeah, but I go up north to International Falls every once in a while and we go on islands and technically it's a rainy lake is a giant park. It's a national park. Yeah. That's watched by Canada and Minnesota patrols. But there are, you know, cabins and stuff that are from like the 1920s and stuff that are on these islands just falling apart. So who knows? It could have been something like that. You know, I'm sure maybe they had some mining or something like that. I mean, it was pretty run down. I think the only thing I thought was weird was they really had that much furniture and shit that was in there. People had that much stained glass. That too. Yeah. But just stained glass all over that fucking cabin. (laughs) There's I, always uh, something you got to choose to ignore and right in shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's a there's a lot of characters that mm-hmm. we get introduced, but they're basically there's just like maybe six that we follow that that are like the primary characters. Um, I don't remember all of them, but you have yeah. There's like yeah. You there's have Amy the general in the preserve. Yep. Yep. You have Amy and pigtails. Um, doctor, have, the general. Yep, you have the uh, doctor Singh. Singh. Yep. Singh. Sing. Yep. And uh, his wife. Yeah. Um, you yep. have Abbott. Gus and Big Man. General Abbott. Oh, sorry. And then you have uh, Gus and his father. Yep. Big. And then you have Big yeah. Man, who isn't really individually followed until towards the end. Then yeah, you actually true. get his yeah. story, and that was an amazing episode. We'll get into it a little bit later. Yeah. But, uh, but he comes into play. And I kind of feel right. like he takes over. He kind yeah, of takes they, the father role from Wolf yeah. As reluctantly, you know, because in the Very. beginning, he really, he wanted to leave that kid at that Yellowstone Park or whatever. Yep. You could see it in his eyes. Well, how many times does he say, like, to other people, they're like, oh, how'd you come along? He's like, I've been trying to get rid yeah. of him the whole time. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Uh, but, go for it. Um, speaking of characters that we get to know and follow, Every episode has a really concise uh, origin story that brings you up to speed very, very smooth. Once again, flows very well. Yep. And it's just like a 10-minute thing. Yeah. And then it it gets back to the story. And and they do it right in the beginning of the episode. Exactly. Literally, like, not even 10 minutes, probably. Yeah. It's... it's, Oh, I just love it. It's on Mark. Yeah, I I noticed that, too, and I, I thought it was great because... They just give you all the important parts. Yes. And it's, like, like the perfect example would be Amy. You learn about yep. Amy, how she was a, a therapist. And then the shit goes down like instantly and people started losing their mind. All she did was shut herself into her office. And next, thing you know, there's elephants running around. <laughs> so, well, yeah, that was, that one I had like an odd problem with. Cause like, they make it seem like she's there for weeks upon weeks, but it's like, I knew how you were is she say, eating yeah. and I, where is she getting yep. the fucking plants? Like, yeah. and, and like in the weeks and weeks and however long she was in that fucking office, and then she finally goes out one day, 
and then she catches the elephants. Like, I don't feel like it should have taken that long for the elephants to have gotten loose from the zoo. <laughs> no, nah, if you want to pick it apart, there's some flaws in that one. But I don't think they, yeah, because they don't tell you, but I think it's just yeah, indicating they, that it was a long, long enough time. Yeah, that's all yeah. I think they were trying to express is that she was stuck in there and barely made it out. Or maybe while maybe she listened did. to everybody die or, you know, yeah. around her. Yeah. I just, for some reason, like I locked onto that in that episode. I was like, well, fuck, did they make it seem like she was in there for months? <laughs> yeah, they and definitely because did. Isolation for months would have driven someone insane. Even a therapist. Well, you know, she was already uh she was already coming unhinged. She's, I think she said she was dealing with she wasn't all there or something. So yeah, Well yeah. the narrator basically says she lived in a cage, like she was kind of just yeah. like checked out of her own life. So maybe. Which by maybe. the way, I'm gonna say I loved James Brolin as the fucking narrator. Oh that's I thought he was phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. I had to look it up. I couldn't So did I place his Okay, cool. Because I couldn't place his voice. It was so familiar. Yeah. But uh and it's it's, it's like not get, as deep as I'm used to for James Brolin. Well, that's crazy because yeah, that's a pretty deep voice. <laughs> it's raspy, well, yeah, I'm I'm used to it being a little country. deeper. Like, he sounds older and like he's got this old sort of like yeah. feel to it. Yeah. Um, uh, that, yeah, that was phenomenal. How did you like it the narrating? How did you like I loved that? that? I, was, I loved simple the, the, and perfect. I loved the way it seemed like he was telling the story around a campfire. Yeah, like that That's he was he was doing oral history versus like just reading from a book. And yeah. what were some of his like I don't know, his uh, hooks he would use like well some like to, well and like I think the first one was like you know most stories begin yes, you know yes. with this but if you really want to understand Gus's story you have to go back to this yeah like, and he does yeah. that with like a few of them like if he, this is and how usually so, these stories go. And it's so simple, but the way he, like, delivers it is, like, poetic or some shit. And he's got a couple of hooks, like, yeah, that just grabbed me and he kept, I don't know, I can't think of them. But, yeah, I loved the narration. It really boosted my yeah, rating. he was phenomenal. Show. I, I, yeah. I don't think they could have gotten someone better to do it. No, no. Um, but, uh, Tim, you were talking about characters and stuff, and then I got on to a tangent about origin stories. Did you get to your question or your point? Well, I was going to say, what, what, because, uh, I mean, you kind of led into it. What, what would be your character that you like the most, or you find yourself like following or wanting to, like, you're excited to see more of when they were coming? Because, like I said, we see a lot of them, um, and it kind of bounced around. But did you have a particular character that you wanted to see? more of or like what was going to happen next throughout the series because i there's one because everybody everybody comes all full circle in some shape or form right it basically shows like this a small world kind of you know thing because okay. but i i'm gonna go out on a limb drastically all change I'm going to go out on a limb and take the unpopular opinion. I actually want to learn more about General Abbott and his origin stuff. Because you got I, I, I get that. Him. No. I get that. Man, he, whoever that actor is, is killing it. <laughs> like, yeah, he is, for sure. He's I, that was one thing. I, creepy. I looked up this cast. Other than James mm-hmm. Roland, I know none of these people. <laughs> Me too. Oh, Will Forte. Sorry, I forget for Will Forte. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Anyone else? Yeah. Um, I couldn't pick them out of a fucking lineup. Non, so I've seen him and stuff. He's big man. I've seen him yeah. and some stuff. I knew he'd I've, done I've stuff, but I don't him. think I've ever seen yep. it. 
And obviously the kid, I said, I saw him pup kid. Because they took me, I'm like, who the hell is this kid? And then I looked him up, I'm like, Pup Academy. It's like, what? The show Wesley likes to watch, so. Yeah, it's kind of hard to pick one, Tim. Because um, in the beginning of the show, big man. I'm rooting for that guy. I'm loving that guy. Towards the middle yep. of the show, I'm like, I give a fuck about the doctor now. Yeah. And then towards the end of it, I'm like, oh, shit, I care about Amy. And I'm like concerned about the doctor and then big man what happens to him i don't know so i guess big man would be my favorite but like you said they all change throughout the series I, or yeah show. I, uh, i'd like to add i'm actually very intrigued with the doctor and his wife's story because the wife yeah seems like she's acting of desperation so she's being pushed into like being okay with doing more and more horrible things because she wants to live, and the husband's just kind of like going along for the ride almost, because he wants well, to live it, so doing badly. He, yeah, doing it because he's he loves her. And yeah, he's yeah. obligated because of that. God. Yeah, and he's just sort of following. He's always kind of following her lead, and because she's dying and she's getting desperate, he's being moved into these other positions that like he doesn't want to do, but he's doing it because of it his goes wife. against his. Yeah, he yeah. hates what he's doing, but he loves her so much. Yeah, I think yep. that is actually very interesting, and I'm actually intrigued to see where they go with that. Yeah, yeah. And even, like, when he made that decision at the, the final episode about getting a new patient, you know, yep. rather than— Because he wanted more time with that one. Yeah, he saw—without saying any words, you know, Gus didn't say any words, he saw something special. He said, thanks. he said thanks. What? Yeah, he said thanks under his breath after he gives him the chocolate bar. Yeah, he said, oh, thanks. okay. And very soft and subtle, he says thanks. Yes, yeah. okay. like he whispers right. it to just the doctor. I, I didn't go to my hearing appointment I talked about last episode. So <laughs> Here we are, making him look like an asshole again. That's what <laughs> well, I He's the asshole. He didn't go to his hearing appointment. Yeah. That's why he's yelling in his microphone right now. <clears throat> you really are right, right up. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, uh, I, I honestly, I think that it is tough to choose one, yeah. To choose one, but to say, I, for me, I'd have to say that Big Man is probably my favorite. Yeah, I, uh, I get that. I like the actor. I just, I also like that he's a big guy. And, like, yeah. he, this boy is a very tiny little boy. Who better to have next to you than somebody <laughs> who can take on a goddamn truck? So, And I, the funny thing is, is, in the comics, so I I read the first like couple volumes. Fuck I think there's maybe four. Did. There's forty. I think there's like forty uh, uh, issues to this. Yeah. Um, this comic, but I read them a long time ago, <laughs> and I, I I didn't really get into them that much. Uh, like it was probably like eight years ago. I was at Chipotle when I read them, and he uh, big man carries them around on his on his shoulders, like freak the mighty. Most of it. Yeah, and I don't think he did that once that no. I can recall. No, no. So I was like, oh. I, I think Big Man is an interesting character. I just, I feel like the arc of his character is kind of, uh, what's the fucking word? It's, it's, uh, expected, it I guess. Like, I can, I can kind Pre of see the arc of his character coming. Yeah, predictable. <sighs> That's the word I was looking for. Uh, this show I, has a. I just, but I, yeah, I would think that, like I say, Abbott and the Doctor are the two that I think have the ability to really come out of left field. 
Yeah. They have more mystery to them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, in Big Man, I think throughout the show, up until the last episode, then yeah. you get Big Man's backstory. And that right there was that was such an, uh, a powerful episode mm-hmm. for so many reasons. Yeah. Like the way they sure. the way they ended this goddamn series was spot on. Like mm-hmm. this is why yeah. if it gets canceled, I'm fucking losing it. I'm gonna move to Alaska. Um, <laughs> they have Netflix in Alaska. I don't think that's <laughs> gonna, gonna solve say, your problem. You can't run from Netflix <laughs> or your problem. They're like the but mob. But I might burn something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> big man, you had this image. And this kind of they were they were giving you this idea of who he is, yeah. Just to find sure. out later that that's not all at all what it was, and mm-hmm. that whole last episode just blew me away when he's sitting there in the elevator and he you know he's like runs away from the doctor because his wife yep. had his baby and he's like oh you have you know he's first thing he says is it it's a hybrid is it yeah is it human yeah <laughs> and she's like well it's a healthy boy yeah I like how yeah. she didn't answer yeah she, and so. I, uh, when he when he well, found it out, and then he ran away, and then that doctor, that whole small mm-hmm. world kind of thing. I thought that was great, yeah. and it was basically the doctor that turned him around because he was gonna run. He was mm-hmm. gonna leave his child and his wife right there in the hospital yeah. and just fucking run, but he didn't. And that, that was the shit. Like, that I'm like, the doctor's line of like, you'd be amazed what you can do for the people you love, yeah, or what you yeah. will do for the people you love. But I think. What the more interesting line about Big Man is in the second episode when they go visit, they see that family in the weird tram center. Yep. Um, and they're talking about the fact that, like, they're alluding to the fact that he was some sort of bad guy for a while. And he's like, like, you know, we all did what we did to survive. And the lady's like, well, we didn't kill people. We didn't rob. We didn't steal. And he's like, yeah, you guys didn't do it because you had people like me to do it for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that yep. was a really, like, a, that was kind of a left field sort of comment, and like it, it pushed you in a certain direction on his character, and then yeah, and then they give you the whole backstory backstory in the last episode, which was just a complete shot to the other side. Yeah, um, and I, it was he accepted yeah, it was really it. well done. He yep. accepted he accepted it, what was happening. He's like, yeah, I can't run. It was just it was fear of love that he was running from, not yeah. fear that he had a hybrid child, but. <laughs> then when they came back and they're like, oh, they, but it was too late. And I'm like, oh man, they died. And he's like, somebody took them. I'm like, where the fuck did they go? Like, who right? just takes, who takes I, it? Like, who takes this woman? So that right there was enough. It was just like mind blown. Then he went down this other weird path. It was like nothing what I expected. I, I so, think that was why I liked that so much. I was intrigued by the idea that there were so many intersecting storylines because like, they, you know, when they talk about, big man having a child and having a hybrid child. They even alluded to that earlier on when he's on the train. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, for some reason, thought pigtail was his daughter. Yeah. Up until they said, yo, you had a boy. And I was like, well, that's not right then. But like, <laughs> then you get who pigtail really is. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, well, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, I, I thought all I, those intersecting storylines was really well done. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm looking forward to when they all meet and, when they, uh, I'm just looking forward to it not being canceled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At this point, that's exactly. all it's going to take. Second season, yay! 
happiness. <laughs> uh, you know, they keep so, putting stuff on like other shows saying, oh, it's official. Another season is coming. I better fucking see that on Sweet Tooth in like the next week. All right. Yeah. So <clears throat> did you find that there's a. I don't know. They, so they all bridged off into like their own little communities with each story. Right. They were yeah. drastically mm-hmm. different. You had Bear. Right. Who's in her own little Neverland the animal army. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> did you say Neverland Ranch? <laughs> he did. <laughs> you know what he Where's meant. Don't Michael? do it. <laughs> God damn you. You had to. Um, and, you know, you have the last man. or The last man. The last man. The last man. And, like, they're the bad guys. Then the, you have they're the community. The mil- they're what the military became. They're basically Nazis, though. <laughs> well, yeah. They're I'm just saying that's, what, that's, like, but, that's where yeah. the military went. Then you have uh, the community that the doctor and his wife are in and stuff. The gated community, have, you know. Yeah. Yep, Gus and his father out in the woods and things. What, in a situation like that, do you, do you know where you would want to stand? If you had a choice, where hmm. would you favor yourself in that position? Because I was thinking about that the entire time I was watching the show and each thing came wow, up. I'm like, yeah. huh. That's a good question. Where would I want to be? Because there's so many conflicts. <sighs> there's so many things that have to be played, but... So I'll break it down like this. I know that I'm not a military guy, um, so I wouldn't fit in there. Like, I couldn't do that. Uh, Essentially, I mean, not even just because of what they stand for, but, like, I'm not cut out for military life. Uh, I couldn't do the gated... What's up? You could be a bookkeeper. (laughs) Um, You'd be a pencil pusher. I couldn't do the gated community either because of just the way that they were running things. Like, I can't... I don't yeah. let fear run my life in that respect. Like, I couldn't do it. Like, so I think I'd probably end up more like Gus and his dad, like probably living in, I probably wouldn't be in the woods, but I mean, I'd probably be living in like a house or something kind of on my own. More like uh, the, the... The lady in the zoo? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you got the lady kind of, in the zoo yeah, too. Her That's for a while, one. yeah. That, yeah. that would be yeah. my choice because yeah, I can't live off the land, I, I can't kill people, and I can't... That community shit was fucking they're crazy that was right? fucked <laughs> uh, they, yeah i want to talk about that so. the uh mm. you also but you you're probably thinking more like when gus goes to his mom's house and then that yeah her best friend is there you're thinking more yep. like that oh i'd probably yeah. be that person Just turn into a hermit in some suburban house yeah somewhere <clears throat> dressing like a hippie for no reason right <laughs> what about you jason yeah i would secluded solitary i would be the lady in the zoo or whatever I you know yeah everything I just said yeah I think I would be uh I'd have to go with the Gus I'd, I'd, the living in the woods thing I could I would like to think I could do that at least <laughs> be self-efficient and just isolated mm-hmm. but that was probably the safest most secure and he was there oh, for yeah. 10 years right Fucking untouched 10, 10 years untouched yeah so well, nine years untouched. He spent his, well, his tenth years, year yeah. was. <clears throat> that's when shit went south. But that to me seems the safest spot away from everyone else. Because yep. it's mm-hmm. not, it's not the world. It's the, the people, people in you the world. You cannot trust them. Yeah. Yep. And so all. the farthest thing, exactly. the best thing you can do is get away from them. And yeah, you have strength and numbers and all that bullshit. But in this situation. You can't trust anybody. And mm-hmm. you see that with the military. 
even the military people, you know, switch sides. You get that with big man. And then you have, yep. you know, like what we're going to bring up is that community. That's fucking bullshit. That's some, yeah, yeah that's for some sure. fucking cult type shit. <laughs> that is big. That's like 1984 big brother shit right there. Yeah. I, that fucking Nancy, that Nancy huh? chick. Yep. I was so happy when she got kicked by the horse. When that horse kicked her in the <laughs> fucking right, face. When, when Trixie just fucking, burr, that I was, was like, a yeah. Hell yeah moment. And there's a lot <laughs> and, of them in the, this show, but yeah, that was The one. greatest part is James Brolin is fucking narrating at that point, like saying, oh, you know, you'd be amazed at the things you do for the people you love, and the fucking horse just waylays her in the fucking mouth. <laughs> yep. But what I liked about that particular episode, or that particular scene in that episode is, their blood, like the, their hands are clean of blood still. You know what I mean? Like the doctor right, yeah. hasn't gotten put into his role yet or anything of that nature. He's he's still trying to be the good Samaritan, the good, you know, optimistic oh, yeah. person. Because well, even at that point, he has the journal, so he knows what they were doing. And he's like, he can't bring himself to do that part. Like, yeah. he knows what needs to be done, yeah. but he hasn't been able to do it. Because he can't morally mm-hmm. bring himself to, to commit that act, even though he loves his wife so much. See, and I, I don't, I, I think she'd have to die. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's something, that's something I, I don't know. That, that's a decision I don't think I could ever make unless it was actually happening. I couldn't even imagine. Right. Because personally, I, yeah, I'd like I to say she's going to have to die. In, I can't kill. Unless yep. I was in I that have, exact situation with the adrenaline flowing and like able to like make the snap decision. Yeah. I'd be right. in the same boat. Like I don't, I can't tell you and what I do. that's exactly what those people did in that fucking community one person gets sick and they just t- saran wrap yep. that guy to a chair burnt their fucking yep. house to the ground with on a snap of a finger yeah and they, they they're still drinking their beverages out on the street they watching it burn the one guy saying fucking pecan pie that's what it was from dude, the party yeah. <laughs> dude it was so sociopath and fuck i i kind of get it like that long of dealing with sick and they're scared of it. That's how scared of it they are. But yeah, but just that, a quick decision of murdering somebody, yeah. a fucking friend, as because yep. it was like a dinner party. So yeah, it was it for a from guy friend. whose wife had died three years before. Yeah, or he had three just, years with her before she got sick. The fact that they could just do it on a, a drop of a dime, like you said, it yeah, exactly. Me up. Which like, which basic that world. It just shows how world that how fucking crazy that world is. Once again, that strength in numbers, they're only unified when things are going good. Yeah. Once shit goes south, yeah. they're all for themselves. And in this case, yeah. they're still individually, especially that fucking Nancy chick. Oh my <laughs> God. It, she was the one it, that was just instigating everybody well, she's to just the, come out with their fucking dirty little secrets. Like, well, she's yeah. the leader of the city or the, the neighborhood watch. I think that was the funnier part. Like, that's why she was like she's that. The, she led the neighborhood watch. Like a drama and, queen or something. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's a prime example of, like, this show showing, like, what fear does to humanity. Yeah. Like, what we're willing to give up, what we're willing to do when we're scared versus when we're thinking clearly and able to say, no, this is fucked up. Like, why would we do that? Versus I'm terrified that this is going to hurt me. Fucking let them hurt them. You know, and we'll go about our business. Yeah, it's like, a, I think it's a pretty valid, uh, valid point too. Like this show did a really amazing job. Like, there's a lot of shows that do that, especially in yeah. situations like apocalyptic worlds and stuff. 
But this show did it in a way that you felt that it was a, it was it was you or your neighbor, like it yep. wasn't like it was somebody else's neighbor. It was like this show made a really. They did a really excellent oh, yeah. job drawing you in to making it seem like this is you, and then you well, have to deal with your neighbor kind of situation. I, I think some of that has to do with the fact that, like, the neighborhood didn't look, other than the fact that, like, they were playing Scrabble and riding a horse, like, the neighborhood <coughs> didn't look that different. It wasn't like, you know, all of a sudden it's fallout where, like, everything's just fucking rusted out and fucking blown out. Like, this is yeah. just 10 years later. Like, shit's still in good shape. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, there's no internet mm-hmm. and like the electricity's kind of fucked, but not totally. And like, so shit's still pretty like modern. I thought huh? it was fucking bizarre. I thought it was weird. Just, I liked it, but it, it was just weird and I, to see them go into that fucking restaurant, the the fast food joint, yeah. the little sheriff for the, uh, for the the medical yeah. place, the clinic. Just like, I don't, yeah. yeah, I'm like, that's where it is. <laughs> it's back in <laughs> yeah. fast uh, Wendy's. Yeah, <laughs> how they. Uh, painted this community and like kind of just went into it like smoothly it flowed uh, painted this community painted this picture they like him going to his car grabbing some stuff you were like all right he's about to drive somewhere yeah nope he fucking goes i don't know how it's a saddle yeah it gets <laughs> out a of saddle out of his yep. car that's what it was and then you're like Okay, they ride horses. Yep. <laughs> and, and then you yep. see the cars dusty as fuck. <laughs> I, I, I like the small little touch that yeah. all the wheels are flat. Yep, yep. I, yep. I, I, I like that. That was a good thing. I agree. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. It was like, yeah. oh, he's going to drive somewhere. It was just It made it look like it was the you know past. And uh, yep. I thought that was cool. Exactly. Uh, so who do you think had the most drastic storyline? The most drastic change is what I want to know in the storyline. If anything, who was your favorite? Um, so there's... Okay. So as a visual aspect, I think early on, I think Gus had a lot of, like, drastic shit happen. But I think that's visually, because, like, I'm thinking of scenes where, like, when he's in the... When he's in the tram station, and they're, they, you see the last men for the first time, and mm-hmm. that one guy's getting ready to shoot him, and you see that, like, ghost stag kind of in the doorway that scares scares a guy off like that was weird and yeah, i, I, I wanted to know more about what that was all about i thought that was kind of cool uh, though it was super cool and then the the fucking bear trap on the guy's head from big man i thought was dope and the fact that they didn't didn't like, show shit shy away like shy away from that <laughs> at yeah. all like you, like, just you let a child it. watch that um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i, I and, think and as Gus far was as, like thanks big man <laughs> yeah and Sorry I think for that's all just the like dead the, people. The, the <laughs> <laughs> and I love that that was the name of the episode, by the way. Yeah. Um, the, each I, each episode, the the title of it, they used is in, a line in the show. Is, yeah. is a line in the show, and I thought that was great. You know, like yep. don't do any you know, of that weird deer shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, don't I do like any that. weird that's deer cool. shit. Uh, but like, I think, I think Amy's storyline is probably the most drastic because she goes from wanting to be alone. To then finding pigtails, and then all of a sudden, because pigtails makes a friend, deciding to open the preserve, yeah, and protecting the kids, and especially when Abbott attacks the preserve at the end, and she like stays to defend it, and then her last line in the whole season, when she rescues Big Man, and she's like, "Rest up, because tomorrow we're going to get our kids back." Like I thought that was, I thought her story arc 
was pretty cool, and I'm kind of waiting to see where they go with that. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it's going to be another rescue mission type of storyline, but you know they're going to do it well and give you some, yeah. some shit. That I, you... I know that's something that Jason pointed out, and I do agree, is like there's a lot of cheesy, predictable, kind of whatever uh, I've said as, scenes and stuff. predictable but... moments, but those predictable moments, I'm like, please, I want that to happen. And then it does, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's not that It's not I'm that fine predictable. predictable mo- I'm fine with predictable moments happening where that's like, well, that's kind of a, you know, a cliche thing or a trope in these sort of movies. But, like, when it's done mm-hmm. well, that's fine. Yeah, like, and I'm that's okay what I was... That. I agreed with Jason. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of typical, predictable, like you said, tropes. Yep. Like, oh, we definitely yeah. know that's going to happen. Almost in every episode. Yeah. But... It was appropriate. Like you don't need to yep. go do something so unique and so drastic just to get your point across. When this was it, simple enough to do it, just like the bridge, appro- for example, crossing the bridge with the flowers. Like, of yep. course I saw he's gonna. They're gonna argue and then they're yep. gonna run away. It was all predictable, super predictable. Yep. It's been done a hundred thousand different times. The second you saw that bridge was in disrepair, you said someone's falling through it. Yep, yep. and it was fine because it was. Yeah. You, well, it was appropriate. Yeah, as long as it's not, I mean, you can do these tropes as long as you don't overdo them or draw them out. Yeah. Like, there's such a thing as grinding them into the ground. Yeah. Yep, and they, they didn't do that, and that's that comes with that pace, like you were saying, mm-hmm. that flow. Um, yeah. But, Jason, what about you? What about what what storyline or story arc or whatever, who which characters did you find drastically changed, or which ones did you like the most? I mean, I completely agree with Aram. I think he nailed it, but I just did not pick the same one as him. I'm going to go with the doctor. I'll go with the doctor. Hipster. (laughs) Yeah, the doctor is another interesting one. I'll be interested to see where they go because, I mean, I'm waiting to see if they take his wife out of the equation somehow. Like, whether she succumbs to the virus or they just fucking say, okay, well, you've been fucking with us, and they just pop her in the back of the head. And just to see where they oh. take that storyline. Thanks for the cure, Bob. Yeah, yeah that's the other thing I'm waiting on. Like they, he, everyone knows that the second he has the cure, that guy's out of the picture. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. they might keep him, but they're not going to keep his wife. They only right. need one of them. What the fuck's she going to do? Just keep yeah. him going. Well, when they got something, they can just kind of force but him to do everything. Knowing else. his well, love for if they take the wife out of the picture. They better put him on suicide watch because that dude's going to fucking kill himself as well, soon as he has a chance. The, you know the trick being, like, once they have the formula, who says they still need him? Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. They, yeah, they, what, once what you have a formula generals? written. But that's how he tricked them anyway, even though he was lying and all that stuff. He's yeah. like, whoa, but let me guess. You didn't write this formula down. No, it's all in my head. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Even though Abbott knew he was lying, he, he saw he saw the opportunity. Yeah. So yeah, he he saw that he was capable and said, "Okay, well, let's play." Yeah, yeah. That's, exactly. Like that's exactly about, what he said. <laughs> that's the like, part I love play. about this general is that he's he's not over emotive, but he's not under emotive either. He has just the right amount of like sinister sort of like flair to his his rhetoric. Yeah, that it, it's. It's very interesting to me. I do hope we get more on him because he yeah. is the most mysterious one of them all. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, there's, he's going to be in a lot of more in season two. There's no way around it. 
Because yep. yeah. all the characters and everything's leading to where Gus is, you know, and that's where he is. So. Yep. If his beard was shorter, he would look like the villain from the first Hellboy movie. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I can see that. I actually was thinking uh, Mr. Was it Mr. Roboto. Oh, you fucker from Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, yeah I was actually what I was thinking, thinking that he had a doctor it was the glasses, though. Doctor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, was the, it was the glasses, though, I think. Yeah, really did probably. It. If, if sure. you were to just, like, give him a mustache and yeah. the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. I think that guy would have sure. been a cooler one than Jim Carrey, for yeah. sure. But Jim Carrey did good. Uh, he did fine. Um, yeah, for me, man, I don't know. See, the doctor, I agree. The doctor, I think, has the most transgressive story because mm-hmm. he goes from saving people, trying to do the best, he, loving his job for that matter, saving people, doing the right thing, connecting, touching, like, you know, he was a great doctor. You could see that going to, yeah. well, then things started changing and I didn't know what to do anymore, but I had to do it. And then next, you know, he couldn't do what he needed to do. He got he tired of all the death. It. Like it's not like, yeah, he, he couldn't make the decision of who, who lives and who dies. And yeah. so he stops and next, you know, he's in this rut and he's just kind of living life in this community and shit, but he's still kind of in that same kind of the same boat, you know? And, and yeah, now he has to choose who lives and who dies in the community based off of the community. <laughs> you yeah. know, he's kind of like forced into it. It's either them or me, you know, or yeah. I, oh, yeah. in his or case, his wife. us, him, his wife, yeah. especially knowing that she's sick. Then he gets thrown into that whole fucking, uh, you know, the clinic thing and having to, he has to hide his uh, wife's sickness. I just think that he had the most, he was like up here, and then he just kind of went all the way down here and went back up a he little bit. He went on a roller now coaster. Yeah, and now he's on the bottom, and now it's like he's just going straight to hell because yep. that's all that's left. And yeah. the fact that he had to make that decision in the last episode where he had mm-hmm. to cut open that boy, I was just like, oh, my God, he did it. <laughs> like, he fucking did it. Like, I was just nah. praying that he wasn't going to do it. Yeah. He's and- such a good person. Like. He's uh, right. He, he keeps such good composure. Yeah. As well through all these turmoil, he only doesn't like get dramatic or lash out too much. Not not until the overzealous. house. Not yeah. until the house when when his wife had to like calm him down. Basically. Yeah. I, which is good to see. Like finally, dude. <laughs> like, but that's where like Aram said, you you think that she's doing it more out of like, I don't like trying to coax him into doing it for her. Right, uh, you know, like I was like, like I she, thought I she's that getting too. desperate because she doesn't want to die, and like yeah. he's just moving with her because he's always followed her lead, from what yeah. I gather. And yeah. and if it came to it, I feel like not saying that his wife doesn't love him, but it seems like she's more like selfish <laughs> yeah. than what he is. He would give up his life for her. Now, probably right. not the other way around. So, yeah, I, I will say that I think the doctor had the most roller coaster, but I was also more shocked out of everybody. The one that shocked me the most, um, other than big man, but would be Bubba, Will Forte. I did not yeah. expect him to be a freaking janitor or a maintenance guy. That was interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, okay. Okay. And then he's just sitting there at a bar and that's how he meets. And he didn't even get any. <laughs> I felt so bad. So he basically raises Gus going, oh, you know, your mom was this, your mom was that. But then you find out the truth and like, well, that was a big slap in the face. Yeah. So I, I did like that reveal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think I just want to go back to the doctor for a minute. I liked his speech. Like when they when he gets caught at the clinic after they find out that Nancy's in the freezer Mm -hmm. um, and someone's found out like when he when they when he's trying to say that, oh, she was sick. And, you know, they're like, well, why did you tell us this community is based on trust? He's like, no, this community is based on hypocrisy. Yeah. And he goes into that spiel. I thought that was dope. I like that speech a lot. Yeah, that was that was pretty accurate. That was pretty good. I like that. So. I was really touched on how this this is a very dark <clears throat> show. Yeah. The concept and everything. But have you noticed that the tone of this film has a fuzzy glow to it? Yeah. I'm yeah, it's all very bright. Yeah. It has a has a lot of hope. It does. In the it beginning does, yep. part of it, for sure. But even and towards it's charming and yeah, it's got it's not until towards the end where yeah. you start to get just darker and darker and exactly. darker. Like the, the lighting, they spend more time at night, they spend more time in the dark. Mm-hmm. And even when uh, Gus finds out the truth and just can't handle that shit. Right. And he just yep. had the pretty, you know, ran off and had a pretty sweet conversation with Big Man. Yeah. Actually, I think that yeah. was. That, that was, was what he talks very, about. Because it yeah, got really emotional. Family, and, that, yeah. and that shit's like hard for me to watch. A lot of shows, like, uh, I don't know. And then, uh, but it got really heavy, and it was written really well, and it kept my attention. Did you, how did you think, compared to other, at least, shows that have a similar kind of um, dramatic, apocalyptic kind Mm -hmm. of world, how how did you feel about this series' last finale? Uh, so I'll just say it now, like the, the scene where like Gus is put into the cell with all the other hybrid children and they basically come in and hug him and James Roland is narrating over it about family and whatnot was when I broke down and was like sitting next to my child, like crying to myself, looking at my laptop. (laughs) Um, but I thought, I thought this season finale, I, I think the scope of this being a dramatic series versus other ones I've watched is most of the protagonists are children. So it it gives a different bend to it. Like, and I think that's really kind of sets it apart because everything, the stakes are always upped when it's children involved. Like everything's got more of an emotional charge when it's a child who's trying to do the right thing or be, you know, not be affected by this great bad thing happening. Um, and I thought I thought the way they ended the season was great. Uh, I really I, I'm stoked to see the next one, and well, as long as it comes out, and uh, we'll see where it goes. But yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Like I liked it a lot. Yeah. Jason. Yeah. Uh, no issues whatsoever. That's it. Yeah, I fucking yeah. I loved it. It answered all the beginning series questions and uh did you it left more it was a great cliffhanger and did did you expect something different than what you got i mean Ah. did you have something like more of a a different image on how it would probably have ended no because i knew somehow big man was gonna get torn apart from gus and gus yeah but i i liked how they had that great conversation and all of a sudden Gus is like, I hear a big boom. And he's, all of a sudden he falls over. And you're like, 
that dude got sniped. Right. And <laughs> well, I, obviously on I, the wrong side. I didn't it's put not that together that it was. I a, knew. I didn't put it together that it was a gunshot. Like me neither. When he fell over, I was like, was that, was and, like "What the fuck was and, that?" And you don't even like you can't when he falls over. You're like, "Are you having a heart attack or something?" And then you see Gus in the cage with his the hands blood bloody. Yep. Yes. And you're like, then you're like, "Fuck yeah, okay." I don't know why yep. I would say fuck yeah, but it was just really <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah, dead. Fuck it yeah, was just up. really subtle and uh, you know, yeah. And the I, reveal was smooth. I actually thought that was brilliant too. Yeah, because. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a red or like a kind of yep. a maroon kind of like sweater yep. or something. So the fact that you yes. didn't see the blood until it got his hands. Yep. And he wasn't looking at his hands, so he didn't even know. Yep. He's just like, mm-hmm. wake up, wake up, or whatever. You know, it's like that was that was good. That was, I don't know. And that, then, was, um, that was a solid. I don't, uh, I don't know how. I think her name's Amy, the zoo lady. Yep. Uh, yeah, Amy. How she, how she found it. Uh, big man, but I don't care. I'm glad. Well, she's always monitoring the radios. I, okay, and yeah, I missed something with those walkie-talkie bears always. Well, because Gus basically oh, said that he called. Gus called the yeah, preserve yeah, right. from the airplane. Yeah, with the radio, right. he's like, he was I fixed like, it. Yeah, I talked to the wizard or whatever. <laughs> yeah, said. but and but, right there, Gus was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, we're fucked." <laughs> yeah, but Bear yeah. Bear's using she uh, was able to hook up and recharge a cell phone. Oh, okay. And satellite so she phone. basically, yeah, satellite, satellite phone. Yeah. That's what it is. She, yeah, which gets a hold of whatever. Fucking yeah, I was a little. I was. I, I was <laughs> that quite was a nice surprised. Touch. I didn't expect that, and nope. I was happy to see it. But I did expect big men to survive that gunshot. Yeah, it was I, not yeah. on. It was, it was yeah. not a heart shot. He's too big. Right. He can definitely take a bullet and. Uh, Amy to <laughs> and I thought it was funny Amy just drives up grabs a teddy bear next scene he's big man's in the back of the truck like not that I want to see it but that must have been like a two hour struggle to get him up there I thought the same thing I thought first I was like I was like first of all she's probably nowhere exactly. near him so how the fuck does she get there so fast one Second of his of thighs all, weighs as much as her right yeah. he's got to right. be 312 pounds yeah and she's not that big of a person. Yeah, and I didn't see a dolly or anything, nope. but whatever. She, yeah, yeah. she would have to have something, some mechanism but to I, leverage that shit. Especially <sighs> to get him back in her office. Yeah. That yeah, because how far like, up how? were they? Like, stories oh, up. good. Like, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> in the middle of that skyscraper. Whatever, yeah. 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 yeah that, I thought the same thing, though. Damn, you know that They make it seem like the fucking working. elevators don't work, so. That's <laughs> what, yeah. She's got to take the stairs. But once again... You gotta choose, you gotta ignore some shit. Yeah. Um, T- turns into Ghostbusters. Oh, tell me when we get to floor thirteen. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> but uh, Birdie is actually the mother, right? Yep. And they just okay. <clears throat> so well, she created him. I don't think that she's a birth mother, but like she's the the scientist that yeah, created. That's him. why I ask. Yeah, okay. we we don't we don't know. It seems like they, yeah, they. We don't know. We still. They gave us enough answers ago. He was basically created, but we don't know from what Mm. or anything. They don't. They didn't really dive that far, but we do know that he was an experiment. Yeah, and that's that's as far as we know. That's I guess that's solid enough too. I guess. (laughs) I mean, I want to know more. And that birdie scene was nice, but she was like in Alaska or fucking North Pole snowstorm. All this shit. There's no way you heard that phone. She could have been in Minnesota for all we know. She was running like, I don't want to miss this phone call. You wouldn't have heard that phone. (laughs) I'm sorry. Hey, you never know. 
Maybe just because you can't piece. hear shit. Maybe she had. Maybe she went to her hearing aid. I forget so. other people hear better than me. You're right, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> and he's the one that's mixing our audio. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I uh, I will say though that the. Yeah, I love the ending of this, and I agree, Aram. I I cried. I I want to, I want to know if there's more than one episode that made you tear up just a little bit because there's actually several for me, but I think I found myself more emotionally attached to this show than I thought. Like I said, I so when when Gus comes back and his dad is dead in the chair and he sits next to him, and you just see that single tear running down his cheek. That kind of broke my heart, yeah. but I did not cry at it. But yep. that's probably the next most emotionally pulling scene for me. Yeah. I think for me it was the music, though. I That music oh. was just beautiful, and it was so... Mm-hmm. It was just... It was a, it was very somber and very appropriate. The, the music... Overall. Just overall, yeah. Perfect choices, perfect timing, placement, all yeah. that. And it, I think that had a lot to do with the, the scenes, because it was the way that the camera would move throughout. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't just about following each character. They gave you the whole room and stuff leading places. And like that music really synchronized with an emotion mm-hmm. before they give you like the actual whatever. And I agree. I think that was probably once it broke my heart when he lost his dad. Yeah. yeah. Cause I can, and I think that was probably one of the ones that made me cry because, like, I just couldn't imagine that being me and Wesley. <laughs> right. I just – it broke my heart thinking like that because that's all I mm-hmm. could do. That's all I could do is just think about Wesley as this little boy to have your fucking yep. show. Do you guys have anything you want to mention or bring up? Any questions? I just want to talk about the pinky twitch. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned this to me the other day. It was very interesting. I'm curious, like, in the auditions, they, they were, like, just – let me see how you can twitch your pinky because <laughs> it's going to be a big <laughs> deal in the show. <laughs> <laughs> or if they had pinky twitching training or some shit because they fucking... I can't do I can't that. do it. I can't do that. And how it's just the only finger twitching without moving the rest of the hand. I think this is as close as I can get to it's it. It's a fucking talent. Like that little twitch, but... I can't even see what the fuck. <laughs> Are you doing it so fast I can't see it? I must be. I'm just good at it. Okay. You're sick. Suck it. <laughs> You're um, sick. Uh, that's about it. I think I've talked about everything. I thought I thought it was something interesting, too, because I was thinking that when I was watching the show. I'm like, God, I can't do that. And it was just a nice, subtle sign. But it was always their left show. hand, right? Yes. Because yeah, I can do it with be, my yeah. left hand. Yeah. I can do it with my left hand. I can't do it with my right. Oh, yeah. I can't do it with my left hand. I can do it with my right hand because I'm right-handed. Yeah, I can I can twitch without moving the other ones, but anyway. Um, but yeah, it was a nice subtle way to show that they're sick, they're fucked without like bloody eyes or ears or yeah, know. right. Kind of like <clears throat> they did in like twenty eight days later. Right. Oh no, they're <laughs> fucking bleeding from the eyes. And... I think he's sick. No. <laughs> There's something wrong with him. Uh did anybody? I know Jason's answered because we brought this up, but. Aram, did you like Bear at all? I did, but at the same time, I got the the whiny teenager thing, too. Like, I got both sides of it. 
I thought the whole... I thought the whole Animal Army thing served a purpose. Um, uh, but, I mean, for all intents and purposes, it was kind of a meh. It was just the Lost Boys to me. Yeah, without it was... The all boys. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... Yeah, it, like, they, they make one reference to her feeling betrayed by Tiger in the last episode. Otherwise, once she's out, she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And... Like, I think so. Like, I thought it served a purpose to introduce the character, but other than that, it was like, meh. Yeah, this is the one character I, I don't know if you're supposed to care about it, but I don't. <laughs> but I, mean, I understand it's, yeah, she's there only to serve the story. Yeah, and I'm glad that you get more of her towards the end. Um, yeah, that, that there wasn't just this that we got and then we just had to live with it, that they actually brought her more into a purpose of the story, but. Yeah, I couldn't stand her. It's like teenage angst. She's like, no, don't get me wrong. Yeah, she's intelligent. She's got a big points most of the time, but she's very just black and white about everything. And like the big man says, is like not every you know people change because <laughs> yeah. she's like, oh, you you killed people. Yeah, oh, and yeah. then now I don't. <laughs> I forget those yep. two don't get people along change. or whatever. Yeah. Well, it turns into like a really like buddy cop sort of situation <laughs> once she joins the team. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. Am I wrong? No, no they, they did. You're right. And to be honest, I didn't hate it. It was, was a little, my it was a little like, it was a little like a little annoying, I guess, but it wasn't. That was the most fun she was. Yeah. yeah. Is when yeah. the banter between them two yeah. and then Gus For sure. trying to play the middleman or whatever. But I, I do like though that. You have big man who lost his family. You have uh, like his his you know that he was trying to create and all that. And then you have the girl who grew up without a family. And then you have Gus who lost the only family. He's looking for his family. And the whole you know I guess story premise of the idea is that they are family. Yeah. That they found each other and now that they are family. And I do like that they've been hitting and settling and like. That, with that idea that that's all they need is each other. And they even said it, I think, a couple of times. It's like, well, as long as I got you, right. I'm good kind of thing. I like that. Yeah. There's a something appropriate but something nice about that for such a dark, <laughs> dark gloomy kind of show. There's some hope and optimism yeah. in there. And, uh, yeah, it definitely Fuck. peels through. Well, gentlemen, would you would – you, how would you rate this between – one to five stars, Aram. Oh, solid four and a half for at least. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, damn it. Five. Five out of five. Uh, I want to say 4.5 because everything I just said about Bear. <laughs> but I don't want to do what Aram does. So I'm going five. Jeez. <laughs> You're that guy at the state or at the steakhouse or whatever. Everybody's getting a steak, and you're gonna get just a fucking veggie burger or something. Or it's all steaks. He gets the one different temp. That's what it is. All medium rare, and you're gonna get the well done. (laughs) You're that guy. I'm not though. You're the person (laughs) you're being that guy. For oh, gross. (laughs) That (laughs) extra well done motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, is this made Mm. out of rubber? It is now. I, I 4.5. Fuck 
4.5. Fuck you. I give it a 5. Get my steak medium too. Fuck. I give it a 5. 5 out of 5. I Like Work. I said, I... Jason says he loves this show, but if he did, he would have given it a five without hesitation. <laughs> I said I love this show, and that's what I'm sticking to it. I just, man, I don't know. It was brilliant. Yeah, I had a great, great time. I did not expect Will Forte to be so... Oh, perfectly... Good at being a serious actor? Being such a good, goofy, kind of appropriate dad for I was like, oh, this. shit, he... they. Put him in this role. All right, let's see what happens. And uh, he, it was great. He, yeah, it was the right choice. Right, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It was great. Like watching Gus grow up and stuff like that too. Yeah, like 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 when he got his his uh, slingshot. Yeah, like, was, yeah. was that a mistake? <laughs> was that a mistake? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, it totally reminded me of Wesley. Yeah. I give him something, and he, you know, does the same shit, and I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I should give you that. And then that 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 rock jumping personal challenge Gus was doing that was that was fun to see. <laughs> yep. Well, like it was so small and meaningless, like technically, but as soon as he got it, I was yeah. like, "Good for you." <laughs> I actually I kind of tore that apart a little bit. I'm like, yeah. that kid is fucking huge. It's one step, <laughs> right? And, and he can't jump deer. over it. Deer part <laughs> deer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I also. I love the little, little, I don't know, the small little thing where he sees, I saw mama today. Yeah. Because he saw a deer. Yeah. And I'm like, that's brilliant too. Mm-hmm. I would, it's so appropriate. Yeah. Because, yeah, he doesn't know his mom. So he sees a deer, it looks like him. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And he brings that up and Forte's like, no, you didn't. And then he tries to be blunt and then he hides all that box he buries that box with all that information cuz the right. questions got too hard to answer or something like that. Yeah, he did kind of like I don't know. He did kind of cop out of yeah. being like responsible to the idea of yeah. like he t- telling him the truth, but Gus was too young or some stuff and Yeah. I don't know. They would, I don't know. It'd be a difficult situation. There's something I realized that there were a lot of morals in this show that has to do with like us taking a lot of morals um, that I discovered it, it was all appropriate for the show for like Gus and things like that but I felt the the biggest thing I took away from this show was don't take for granted what you do have <laughs> and yeah. basically uh, you never know what's you know because what's going to happen in the future but yeah, that. that's all I really took from this show. Oh, and, and that family kind of thing, like, I mean, it all kind of comes in one. Just don't take for granted what, you know, what you have. But yeah. I didn't see a lot of morals that, you know, to take away from well, the show. Well, I seen plenty in the of, show, but... A lot of the stuff that seemed to be promoted here was that morals, especially in these this day and age, when, like, people are dying and people are trying to do what they... You know, everyone's doing what they think is right. Yeah. Even Abbott is doing what he thinks is right, and that becomes morality is fluid from person to person. Yeah. So I, I think that's really what what you pull from that. And that's where I think the doctor had the most dramatic roller coaster ride because that's all he was battling was ethics. Yeah. His, or his, his ethical code and his morality and who he is as a human to who he has to be for his wife to who he has to be for humanity. It's like, oh my God, the amount of pressure that guy has on him. Fucking ridiculous. 
but he didn't lose his composure, like you oh, said. Yeah. It's true. <clears throat> so, all right, gentlemen. All right. I uh, I look up. forward to season two. Yeah. I, me too. I'm I'm optimistic. Absolutely. Um, that it'll get uh, signed. You should know in a few weeks. I would assume. I think the one bad thing about finishing this season so quickly is I have to wait all year. <laughs> you say that every time. I know. At least. least. Yeah. yeah. It could be a couple years. You know? <coughs> but, all right. Well, let's close her out. So this is, uh, oh, oh, perfect timing. This is uh, Timothy Bennett here. This is Aaron Banyan. Jason Chandler. And we will catch you later. Peace. Peace. Thanks.